topic i honestly thought that harry styles latest single was like actually really good it's, it, it was um, i wouldn't call it a masterpiece but, <laughs> uh, but it was tremendous it was, <laughs> it was approaching it, it territory was, it was definitely the best thing i've heard in in a while months um anyway that's right but we're did back you, did you uh, no but i mean the only thing that surpassed it though was the new mgk album though i mean that was that you know that's literally one for the record books well, yeah, that obviously is going to go quadruple platinum, but... I bought his um, signature guitar immediately. Yeah, me too. I have one. three of them. But <laughs> the, the who's real counting? He- the real head, yeah, but who's <laughs> counting? But the real heads will know that the real, like, what's going to last for eons is his cover of oh my the God. Nirvana cover. No, the fucking System of Down cover. Did you hear right, that one? Right, right, right. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, my that's, God. What I meant, that's what I meant to say. That is... That is Aerials. Tr- um, that was tr- for sorry, listeners, but this was, was truly say, one of the you know. No, no, no. Before Matt goes, <laughs> I just want to say this. Sometimes you can do a cover that is better than the original song, in every single way. And <laughs> I would say our dear friend MGK and Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I think he he did it, and I applaud him. My I, I'm doffing my cap to MGK for his his tremendous. <laughs> Just is just absolutely moving rendition of aerials by um system of a down. I'm all down for like letting people <laughs> have letting Mac, people I, like have I hope you can maybe <laughs> not to put too much work on your shoulders, you can maybe port some in some audio. <laughs> yeah, and if I, not, yeah, go no. Google it yourself. No, I'll certainly do that. I mean it's um, just like I it's just I thought it was sick. I'm all about someone <laughs> regardless of genre or whatever, like taking a shot and like, you know, fail or succeed a, a nice cover. This was just the lowest effort. This is like when we're unprepared and we don't like prepare for a podcast and like the audio cuts out and shit. This was that's way more effort than went into this shitty ass cover. I'm sorry. It was so yeah. bad. I think the only thing that saved it is that he was like dramatically and conspicuously <laughs> smoking a cigarette like what whilst doing the vocal part which made me feel like damn okay this guy's this guy's actually pretty cool <laughs> i don't think system of down even smokes though they're think, fucking yeah. like turkish dudes they're armenian. Like, they're armenian yeah <laughs> serge tankian yeah i would love to hear his 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 well, which funnily enough he's a horrible vocalist but he's so bad that it's good you know well, what i mean just like, does, like <laughs> this gigantic warbling uh, yeah yeah but it works he knows how to use his 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 um weaknesses you know he's doing aikido <laughs> in, in terms of, with vocals machine gun kelly honestly one of the most dog shit talents of all time it's just like is he a rich person's son if not i don't think he is i think think you necessarily have to suspect cia involvement if he's not like (laughs) the son of some exec he's the son of the travis barker in a major way no he sucks shit but uh he's uh you know he's single-handedly putting pop punk on the mainstream which good yeah we need to depends on you know, how much you're willing to sacrifice to make that. And this podcast is a...
Uh, okay, so listen, if you're hearing what sounds like a small puppy shredding a magazine in the background, that is only because this podcast is a refutation, <laughs> <laughs> a refutation of the notion that, that, that knowledge uh, can be contained within the page. And uh, rather more, what we seek to presume, what we seek to present to our dear listener, listener, is that, um, you know, the future is not all that it's been promised to be. And as a matter of fact, the black Labrador puppies of the future will actually have a merry old time ripping to shreds the physical media that seems to purport that, uh, you know, everything is as it should be and that we're progressing on a linear sort of uh, trajectory towards a, a future a future utopia. Rather, we've not gotten what we've been promised. Uh, the future is not, in fact, now. It is rather ow in that it hurts, it feels bad, and uh, our, our horizons of human experience are being limited rather than expanded by, uh, you know, the Internet and all the rest of that shit. How, uh, how apropos, Jonah, is it that uh, our, our futurist Labrador was ripping to shreds Harper's of all... Well, that's right on the money then um yeah bill even billy knows that the the old the world is dead the center cannot hold etc and so forth uh it's the future man and it feels bad um but we're here to uh talk you through it you know uh so let's talk about it You know, I guess long. Should we launch into? Uh, yeah, let's get into. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, Futures House had a, our spring break recently, so uh, get to get to be in your ear ear holes again, guys. Um, but we got, you know, good good episode for you. Uh, kind of a you know a little bit of a serious thing at the end, but um, this is like know. a pretty heavy, meaty episode. It so is. I hope we can execute it. Uh, appropriately, yeah. Um, sit back and uh, I wouldn't say relax, but definitely uh, sit back, tense every muscle in your body, <laughs> clench your jaw like you're trying to fucking bite a piece of uh, yeah, a piece of leather into two. Yeah, order um, order your uh, reserve your massage parlor experience right now for this weekend. All right, I I will not advocate. Um. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> 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 all right. It must have rubbed you the wrong way. But why don't we uh, go? Uh <laughs> Let's start from the top. Uh, what are we talking about first? Uh, I guess we should we should you know talk about the elephant in the room with that uh, since we're in New York, right? Yeah, right. So by the time you're hearing this, there will have been a shooting seven weeks ago in the New York City subway. <laughs> and uh, just kidding. Hopefully, last week or three weeks ago. Probably three weeks ago, there was uh, a an absolute. There was a fusillade, um, in uh on the end train in the New York City subway, carried out by a man we now know to have been named Frank James. Yes, um, who seemed to be a fat-tittied internet yeah. freakazoid with a lot of bones to pick, including with women, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New Pretty York City. Pretty much everyone. 
pretty much everyone. And, uh, you know, he took thing matters into his own hands and showed up on the subway and shot 10 people with a Glock after turning off his detonating a smoke grenade. Um, but fantastically and miraculously managed not to kill a single person. Um, yeah, this is like heard yeah. about this in the news. Go yeah, ahead, just like no, just like on the cut co- this the color of it, like on the fucking like uh early morning. It's like eight AM or something. I don't know why it is a shooting early in the morning is like weirder to me. I feel like I expect shootings to be like evening or like uh late afternoon, like dusk or more. But uh it was an early morning sh- sh- shooting and uh yeah, like like you said, popped off these smoke grenades in the in a in a subway and just like went to town. Um Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, obviously, like, no one died, which is great. Um, Kind of remarkable. He shot, like, 30 rounds or so, 35 rounds into the into the terminal. And, like, yeah, I think, like, we were all, like, we we're based in New York. Um, And, you know, a bunch of people we know, like, are go on that subway all the time. So it was a weird time. Yeah, right? a good friend of the pod who may well be a guest on the pod in the near future, like that's their subway stop where they would have been getting off the train an hour later. Um, not to do like the weird thing that people always love to do is like whenever there's a terrorist activity, they're like, oh, like, oh, there was like a, a, sh- a shooting in France uh, three and a half years ago. I spent 10 minutes in that in that square that was 10 miles from the actual shooting. I think you get um, to guess, do something if you literally live in Brooklyn. No, but I think it's true. I know. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's like a neighborhood. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm I'm processing. Um, no, it was it was a serious sort of uh, event. I happened to be sleeping while it took place because I sleep till about noon every day in order to keep my energy up for the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, it's quite weird. I mean, listen. Yeah, we should go into it. I mean, I guess, like, the thing that's very future Zao about it is that the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who was recently elected and was elected on, like, a very, not quite broken windows, but, like, a tough-on-crime sort of aesthetic that he was trying to, um, that he promised. Um, he's going to clean like, up, yeah. He's going to clean up gun crime was, like, his thing. And to to be fair, he is a former cop. He was a cop, however, who, like, went against the department He's um, also black for what it's worth. Yeah, black from guy. York, it's he's also not, very handsome. Thing. He kind of looks. He's like also a vegan, which is interesting. A fake vegan. Fake he clearly vegan. eats locks because you know. Well, there was the whole thing. He's. I think there's there's a lot of evidence. This will have to be an extra bonus episode, but I don't think he's a real vegan. Anyway, he claims to be a vegan. Handsome, you know, gigantic skull. He looks kind of like. Um, we love their gigantic souls. It's like as if like the Nick Cage character. Uh, what's Nick? Uh, Hell Hell Rider. Ghost Rider. If Ghost Rider instead of had a flaming skull was just like the regular skull with flesh on top of it, as a black man, he kind of looks like that. Anyway, um, not like Black Skeletor is kind of the way I was. Yeah, you know? he's got like one of those things like when <laughs> when guys in their fifties who are like kind of fit. Yeah. And like the, stretched, stretched. Yeah, skin. they they look like their skin has been stretched over a bongo drum, except that that bongo drum is their skull. That's like he's one of those guys, um, which is apparently like the best you can hope for if you're trying to be healthy. Anyway, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always been like a more cops on the subways, more cops, more cops to solve the crime problem. Which you know, there's been more violence in New York City than in the past few years, but it's also at 
historic lows compared to the 90s, say. Um, but yeah, his response to this has publicly been to like institute um, the installation of um, metal detectors in subways, which apparently they're going to go through with. Not not quite metal detectors. So he was there. They were flirting with the idea That's of what, yeah, gunshot enough. detection or like gun detecting technology, which there are metal oh, detectors on. that do that. But the thing that they are there's a couple articles about this, and the thing that they're both looking at uh, is being used in some stadiums around the world um like sports stadiums and some other places that isn't just uh like it wouldn't be walking through a metal detector it's a type of well it seems like something you have to walk through no well this is they they were they have that on the image of one of these articles but if you go into the politico story they were saying that the three firms they're looking at actually don't do that the technology that they're working on is something that wouldn't be a metal detector but instead would be uh something that is in the background of like a subway stop or wherever you're gonna put it, and it's, well, it's it's it. The idea is that it like will look, try to detect scans of like a metal object that fits the size of a gun, and then there's like a remote operator who's looking at that and then making a judgment call as to whether or not that's actually a gun, and then they would come and like stop the person. But the yeah. the, the whole th- the, he was like from the very beginning. Uh, they said they wanted to have a, like some sort of gun detection system, but they like specifically didn't want to have something that stopped traffic in the subway. And so the the solution, as it were, was that like they would use these this kind of like more emerging tech. That's like, yeah, it just sounds very stupid to me. I mean, it's just like for one, like what percent of gun crime in the city is even taking place on the Metro? It's like this classic type of like reactionary thing where like someone got shot on, on the subway. So therefore we're going to make it, we're going to do a thing that makes it hard to shoot people on the subway, which has nothing to do with like the actual reality of crime or, 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 or people's needs like on, on the train. Like it's very fucking stupid. I mean, also, we all know from, I mean, I think it's been, it's it's quite clear and been heavily publicized that, like, for instance, the TSA is r- extraordinarily inept when it comes to, like, preventing bombs or guns or whatever from passing through uh, their, you know, their, their screenings. So it doesn't seem like there's any reasons to, to think that, like, they would actually succeed in, like, stopping many guns. Unless it's, like, Shootings on the train are not the issue. Most people who are getting shot in New York City, which again is like fewer, substantially fewer than 20 years ago, but those people who are being shot are not being shot on the train for the most part. Yeah, it's and even like if they, even like if they, we're doing something, you know. Yeah, even if they were, I think that the you know the evidence for any of these sort of like background detection type of systems, it's like uh, it, it's like, uh. There's not a strong correlation if it, that it actually reduces the thing that they're trying to solve for. I think it's worth it's worth saying because we've rushed over it though that it's like this, uh, like the the way the whole like, uh, the case went down is like important because like the the police like snubbed it really they kind of fucked it up, uh, like yeah, with just like the normal the dog badly no- on like maybe just like give that because I think that like this the solution here that they're saying is like oh they need like this new advanced system 
in order to 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 solve this problem but even the systems that we had in place failed if you just want to like talk about that no it's you know, totally cause... true i mean so yeah for 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 those who aren't maybe up up to uh aren't hip to the situation there was a shooting on i think last sometime last week at very early morning rush hour time on a train that runs through a really busy sort of working class area of south southern brooklyn um bunch of people like on their way to work this guy who turns out to have been an individual named Frank James who spent time in Wisconsin in the Midwest but also maybe spent some time in New York City as well receiving like mental health treatment um guy in his 60s big and fat um was like I'm going to do a shooting um so he basically dressed like a construction worker threw a smoke bomb and then started shooting with a Glock um ended up injuring around 10 people in total not all of whom had bullet wounds um and then escaping um from the the scene of the shooting which is remarkable because if you live in new york city you will know and if you don't let me tell you that there are cops absolutely everywhere throughout the subway system they're constantly getting on trains they're they're standing at stations uh, and they and they seem to be like you know preserving the public peace but this guy was able to do this shooting, leave, take another train northbound and escape. And then eventually what ended up happening is he called Crime Stoppers, like the police hotline, on himself and was like, hey, I'm here. I'm around. I'm around this McDonald's in, in the Lower East Side. Uh, the cops didn't even show up. And then eventually another like guy, a, a small business owner who owned like a deli in the Lower East Side, called the cops um on this guy for having recognized him and uh they eventually came and arrested him and he just turned I mean, himself just over. to put that like just to really underline the point new the new york police department which like just by money wise has like more the funding largest military than, in the world yeah than most countries and is like if you look at like you know studies from amnesty international and a bunch of other places new york city is notoriously one of the most surveilled cities on earth and even with all that put together, the police weren't able to find, like, a dude who was less than five miles away in McDonald's for over 30 hours. Like, that's pretty insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just fucking inept. I mean, it's just like not and the solution is more effective. surveillance. And the, and the solution <laughs> is, as Mayor Adams has put forward, just, like, more surveillance more like literally treating new york city as if it's like a restive occupied population right. not a city full of literal american citizens and people who are just going about their life um the overwhelming majority of whom like this is not an issue like the notion of like I instituting fucking uh you know metal detectors gun detectors of whatever kind no matter how important the tech is most people are not living in like fear or cr fear of crime in the city like um i think well that's yeah i mean i would just like smallly disagree just in the sense that like like he was elected because people like a sufficient amount of people are worried about crime, right? Whether or not you think that's legitimate yeah. or not, people no. are. And I think that, like, if there's that's perfectly legitimate, if there's something like this that goes on, like you gotta do something. There has to be some sort of response, right? I guess my thing is that, like, there's 
infinite numbers of things you can do like on a human level on a community level there's a m many more things you can do that are effective one that are actually effective which it's not clear that any of these like you know passive surveillance technologies actually are effective and two uh that don't you know, have all these unintended consequences, which if you listen to the show, you're aware of what all those are of having a new surveillance technology. Um, but I think that like, you know, there's a lot of money to be made by like getting these new contractors to make these systems, which won't be cheap. And two, as we've seen with like, you know, the TSA or any number of other places that put these type of things in, it's like, it's this like sort of this like, uh, make-believe sense of security that you get but it's not really like actually making you safer um and like we we were talking about this off mic but um i'm more cynical in the sense that like i think that this is totally gonna work and i think that people are gonna like accept it with open arms and like it's just gonna be a thing that we have in like most subways in new york probably forever um but i don't know you, I think yeah you i'm not so though. sure man i think like People are not, especially in New York City, are like deeply fucking sensitive to just like things that look like stop and frisk policing, which is like a failed and deeply intrusive means of of trying to stop crime. Uh, that again was like not successful, and people fucking revolted against. And I think like the alternative, or rather, what's being presented here is just like more of that, like more reason to just search your fucking bag hassle you give you shit when you're running the when you're taking the train because rich people don't have to take the train but everyone else does and i don't know just this notion of like yeah we're gonna we're gonna reduce gun crime i mean these random things that happen no one can prevent like we don't have an effective actual police that can like prevent this shit from happening it's just gonna happen and everything else is just about making people feel good and, like, people aren't going to feel as good about seeing cops, like, three cops on a train or on a train at a, at a, at a fucking subway stop um, looking at their phones and saying, like, oh, we're going to feel better. Yeah, no, but it, presumably it's less, but come on, it's more. It is more. Yeah, but it's going to be more and more that you see as well because it only goes one way. It's a one-way ratchet. Like, um... Yeah, I just think this is like, and you know, there's like, there has been like a, a thread online of people being like, this is a false flag fucking attack. Because for one, this guy was known to the FBI, that's been reported in like the New York Times. He left his debit card at the scene with his name, um, didn't kill anyone. Um, you know, there's a lot of weird threads that seem that this is like some type of uh, inside job. I actually personally don't think that it was, but like, there's a lot of weird shit um, that seems to suggest that like this. That uh, if anything, it it doesn't it doesn't lend credence or it doesn't give um it doesn't give a bunch of uh. It doesn't give legitimacy to the general narrative when after this something like this happens, they say, okay, we're just going to flood the system with more police officers and restrict your, your freedoms when you're just traveling around yeah. the city. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, for what's worth, I definitely don't see enough evidence to suggest that there's like a false flag. It seems way more 
to me, like at least from what I've seen, that like this is a crazy dude that, and there's a lot of crazy dudes that you just have to sort of hope that it doesn't happen that like someone just like breaks through the system and shoots a bunch of people because it is just like it can happen. Like there's yeah, it really can. But I it. think you also then okay, you have to really literally choose one of two options, which is that this guy was known to the FBI. This is true. Um, no, of course, but this is my point. This guy was known to the FBI, so was the, the you know. I thought you said you're not, you don't believe <laughs> believe this, though. No, well, you're not, you're not listening to my conclusion. This guy was right. known to the FBI, so was the fucking Pulse nightclub shooter, so was the guy who shot up the David Hogg school in Florida, um, you know, so was the guy who shot up the Garlic Festival. So many of these people are known to the FBI. You have to come to one of two conclusions. One is that the FBI are like actively sort of handling assets in such a way to create terror and chaos in, in American society, um, which benefits them because people want a clampdown and they want fucking law and order on the streets, which I think, you know, regardless of the specific facts, like it has a, it has a, a, a logical thread that makes sense, but you know, there's a lot of other shit. Um, that could explain any of these other things or or which is much more plausible and much more easily arrived at the fbi is a fucking useless institution and they are not good at what they claim to exist f- to do which is preventing terrorist attacks i think that's there's, I mean, that's true su- there's also ne- a they're, fact they're, that there's either, like they're so either much scale you know like there is like the scale of right just like but people they're either flagged criminally they're like inept or they're literal criminals or th- yeah or it's a mixture of both where it's like or, not or it's a mixture thing, of both where it's like you just like they're not good at their job which i think it, we've seen that the mypd is clearly bad at their job Clear- like MIPD any of these any of these like dick. military is bad at their job it's like and the FBI, whose like job is ostensibly to catch people who could be committing crimes, the amount of people who could fill that boat, fill that ticket at any given time in the U.S. because of like mixtures of mental health and like any number of reasons why you could fucking snap, is too fucking high. Like you can't like there's no way you can fucking catch them. Yeah, but I like, think it's unfair to say like oh they just have too many people to deal with because there's so many cases that have been well known. Like look up the Stinger missile attacks in upstate New York uh, from like 10 plus years ago of just like poor guys with like mental uh with like literal deficiencies and learning disorders who got like bamboozled into putting a fake bomb in front of a synagogue by the FBI and then got like decades in prison because of it it's like it's not like their 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 resources are not stretched to the limit because they're literally creating terrorists out of whole cloth and then capturing them to say look we got to win like yeah i just think that like even that notwithstanding there's like there's like it's like a z very x like z variable that like out of nowhere you'll just have some random person that kills people and you can't really predict for that really yeah but the thing that's funny is like you can't predict for that and then whenever it does happen they're always known to the fbi which is like (laughs) the funny thing because this guy literally known to the fbi pick a fucking shooting or massacre of recent vintage like even if you don't commit a shooting though and you have just like you say crazy like 
threatening shit on the internet, you're going to be known to the FBI. Like, I th- like all these people are known well, to the FBI. Well, then what's the fucking you know? point of the FBI? It's just, they, like, they, too listen, many this people. Is my like, thing. You're known to the FBI doesn't, like, there's probably millions of people that are known to the FBI because Well, of, then like, they, they do not serve a useful function and should, should cease to exist because, like, like, they don't, they don't do anything other than say, oops, like, we knew about this guy who just killed a bunch of people or, oops, like, uh, we just stopped this person who was like never gonna do anything without our uh, our uh, you know cheerleading. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's there's the whole shit is very between, fishy. But yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with the frustration of it for sure. Let's, let's continue because we have a bunch of other shit to talk about. Eh? Yeah. Um. What do you wanna? What What should we? I think maybe we just take a break and go to the main topic. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, let's do that. being said thank you dalton core yes um are we uh are we on are we on to the main course tonight okay let's talk about it um folks no one has wanted to touch on it um so far people have just presented it as if it does not exist but uh we will be so bold as to wade into the war in ukraine and it's like eighth week um no you know there's a lot of lot of rich 
rich soil here in what is an absolute human tragedy um, in this war that's taking place in Ukraine, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, but uh, I think it's also, there's a lot of stuff that Mac and I have talked about for more than a year that's like really blossoming in a dark, dark way in this war. So we wanted to just sort of go into some of it um, and uh, explicate some of the ways in which, you know, concerns about um, surveillance, privacy, uh, technology, so on and the like are, are really like burbling to a head in this conflict. So um, yeah. where do you want to first... Yeah, I, th I think maybe just f before jumping in, I guess, like the way to sort of uh, just to scene set, because everyone's probably at this point, you've heard a lot of Ukraine and you're probably have had enough of it. I think that the place we're coming from, we're not trying to do like a play by play or anything like that. I think that like the podcast is called The Future Is Out. And I think that um, in like the realest of real sense, right, this is like something that's like making that true and like the, this is like a you know by any normal convention like a real ground war like that we you know have like it's a you know it's a like an old school war but at the same time the reason that everyone is so like sort of i think probably rightly fatigued by it is because like unlike other wars you have had access to it you me jonah everyone has had such yeah. access to it because it's been online it's been live streamed it's been like you've seen things from the front line you've seen uh you've seen uh accounts of people you've seen yeah. uh propaganda being like being yeah being uh streamed in real time which is something that hasn't happened and it's something that has probably goods and and bads um but it's something that's new and i think that it's something that's like here to stay which is that like um you know even if it's a war that's occurring somewhere else like it it's occurring in your living room too i think that's just like kind of you know yeah the, i the mean i think the setting, as you say mac it's the first like real ground war where you have like massive deployments of troops um like rolling over the border in some way that is very world war Two. like and, you know in the united states like we we're at war constantly but it's it's drones it's very impersonal there aren't casualties people aren't dying in a way that there's a like, coffins being sent home so it's very easy to not think about russia is literally sending tens of thousands of soldiers like you know over the border um and a lot of them are fucking getting blown up and dying um i mean there's so much to talk about if we wanted to but like to focus on our sort of remit, which is just like this sort of weird, uh, creepy tech creep of, uh, you know, all of this technology that, uh, was purportedly for our own amusement that's now getting used in like the grimmest possible way. Um, for one, should we talk about, um, <laughs> should we talk about, the uh the 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 Facebook choice to alter yeah. their own hate speech laws to allow for like the calls for incitement to violence against Russians. Yeah, because so because of like there has been an absolute. I mean, in Russia, I should say is like they waged this war. They started the war. They waged a war of aggression, and they are the aggressor. And like that is wrong and morally, uh, turpitudinous. But 
the outpouring of support for Ukraine among like every other country in the world and just like the willingness to represent Russia as like a just like a, a, a corpse like nation of zombie freaks who just want nothing but blood is is a bit weird and and yeah it's represented in this facebook saying like you can actually you never let us it heretofore it was not possible to call for the death or 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 violence against any person or subset of people but now we've amended those rules i mean yeah what what's the what's the news yeah i mean it's it's complicated i think so just the top line and then go into a little bit because i like this was when it happened i was covering it a lot and just like it, the top line of it is that yeah, like uh, specifically, it was not everywhere, but it was in Ukraine and in Russia. Users of Facebook, like they changed their policies where that you could call for violence against members of the Russian military, um, and members of like the Russian government, with the rationale, um, from Facebook being that like if you are in a war zone, like you don't want to be flagging and taking down, uh posts that are like from like ukrainian people like resisting an occupying force that's like the yeah rationale and so in response to that um in response to that russia basically gave facebook a warning and facebook didn't change their policy and they were banned from russia but they were also labeled an extremist organization which puts them on the same tier as like terrorist organizations like al-qaeda uh and like the islamic state it's about time yeah <laughs> well i'm sure was, yeah in the u.s you can make a, a case for that but but it was it was it was it was significant because this, this is the first time in history that like a technology company has been labeled an extremist organization right and it was directly tied to this whole thing and, and i think that like uh, it's 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 i i think it's i find it complicated because it is it's a hard yeah, it is it's a hard because if imagine the counterfactual where like you say you don't change the rules right then uh in order to like enforce your policies you do have to essentially ban any ukrainian accounts that are uh you know talking about uh military uh engagements which is a lot of the way that like we have have seen a lot of the stuff from from the war right like a lot of this stuff yeah. that people see is like on facebook from the ukrainian side like prop like Telegram under this or whatever yeah or like yeah any of them and it's like even you know i'm sure that like if that if that rule had been changed like Zelensky, the president of ukraine his account technically would have violated absolutely um, the the facebook's policy so it's a hard you know it's a tough thing to stretch and i think it's worth saying that like there's other platforms uh in russia there's other platforms that haven't been banned. Russia has banned a lot of like Western platforms at this point, right? Yeah, but and there are, but there are also right? like Russian. There are like platforms that are used widely in Russia that are Russian. Like, um, there's like a Russian equivalent Yandex, to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Yandex as well. Um, so like a lot of this, I feel like, is being perceived from like a, a very Western sort of perspective, which is normal. But, like, Russia is, I think, something that people don't realize. It's like, Russia has become a relatively rich country, and it has, like, a its own tech sector. It has, like, um, you know, its own sort of, like, homegrown everything as a consequence of being sort of pariah to the West for decades now. 
Um, to an extent, I mean, I think to that, an extent, like, I mean, that, nothing's that, like, quite as on the level as as, uh, as Silicon Valley. We sure, were but talking about this when, like, when because I was talking about this with someone when when they chose to ban Facebook, right? Because uh, WhatsApp, for example, which is owned by Facebook, of course, uh, is not banned in in Russia, and uh, neither is well, Inst- Instagram was banned, um, and they've been actually funnily enough. There's like if you look online, there's a bunch of like really funny. Russian clones of Instagram that came up after they banned it that like were kind of impromptu um but like WhatsApp for example like why ban Facebook but not ban WhatsApp and it's because like there actually aren't that many Facebook users at all in Russia yeah, right you know what I mean but there are a lot of there are a lot of WhatsApp like there's a lot of WhatsApp users yeah. and there's a lot there were a lot of Instagram users um most of them there's a huge proportion use Telegram which is if I understand, it's like a Russian app. Like it was developed in in Russia, I believe. Yeah, it is. It um, is. It is a Russian app, but it's widely used. I mean, they it's ru- used all over the world. But it is like you know, which is I guess if if only just to say, I think like, and this was because this was something that I had to I came to terms with slightly, which is just like you assume that Russia, like you know, Obama famously called Russia a fucking gas station with a military. You know what I mean? in a very insulting turn of phrase but they're really much more than that i mean russia has become a much more wealthy place in the last 20 years um since the yeltsin years and so on and they're not like there is like a tech sector there and so on there's Um, a there's a tech sector but it's i i think that there's i the tech sector is like it is for what it is i think a lot of it has to do with that they have like for the last 15 20 years have purposely like tried to isolate themselves as well though right like there is there is an active i don't know how true that is i don't think russia's tried to isolate itself well i i will I mean, point they, to like several data points like they have for example been russia like, begged very to join active. nato well the, i'm talking about just with the 2000s. tech sector like they've actively been trying to create their own alternate to like the dns right the dns is like the main like encyclopedia for like uh websites which like basically it just means that like when you type in a website uh right the reason why you can recognize it's standardized everywhere is because that's part of the dns system russia and china are really like the only countries that have have, like sufficient alternates to that and like this was that seems like it's been well well borne out in the sense that like they understand that Russia and China's own uh like aims are absolutely antagonistic to those of the United States and NATO and so on. So I think it's only like reasonable and rational for them to try to create um parallel structures. Um Yeah, I mean that's because fair. they're not compatible. I mean and I, I think it should be should be made clear like Russia desperately wanted to join NATO and was not allowed to in late 90s early 2000s i mean there's like a the sort of order that has come up is sort of predicated on making russia you know uh, not quite part of the club i mean none of this excuses like invading ukraine and like a fucking unleashing massive bloodshed it's i'm not i'm not here to say that but i think uh you i think it is important to understand that like russia has been sort of on the heel for a long time ever since you know uh they were forced to um free marketize at the cost of like massive drops in life expectancy and so on uh 
after the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, I think of the tech side of things. The only thing I say is just that, like the the just the preponderance of homemade apps is what I'm saying. Is like that's not necessarily indicative that it's like a thriving tech sector. It's like more of a necessity than it it's is. It's not exactly that. nothing is exactly thriving. Um, yeah, that's and I guess that's like the only distinction I was making. Like, there's a reason why like no, but it exists in other yeah. like other like for example, China's tech sector sector is thriving, and like a lot of countries outside of China use Chinese apps. Very few countries except Telegram actually um, use like the other russian apps right yeah like, but this russia is, something is a that's huge market in and of itself um but yeah and telegram like they do have notable exports but yeah you're but right t- but i mean but it's not yeah but telegram specifically is like is in a very strange position because the russian government is antagonistic with telegram right telegram has kind of been in specifically in like a kind of rebellious state for years because like they kind of have enough sway that like they can they're they're unlike a lot yeah, of the other, yeah. the other sites, um, but but anyway, but the but but yeah, but it, it, I think that like to what you were, to get to back to what you were saying before, the Facebook example I think is like indicative because it shows that like it's not sh- like there's the ground war, but there's this whole other thing happening there inside is. that there like the world is. is like interconnected in so many ways, especially with the internet, and that like any little decision one company makes, if you're a global company has a huge impact right 100 percent. and shall we talk about like one thing about that which is that uh a story in the washington post that came out a few weeks ago which is that the white house is briefing tiktok stars on like on ukraine uh they're basically just like tiktok airheaded uh teen teens who have like hundreds of thousands of tiktok acolytes are essentially getting briefings from the united states government and department state department secretary of defense uh, it's all trickling down to their precious, precious little minds, um, so that they can tell like their followers like what hashtag what's going on in Ukraine. Um, <laughs> to read a quote from this uh story, um, in the Washington Post, uh, quote: National Security Council staffers and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki briefly influenced now an MSNBC host, but. Now an MSNBC <laughs> host, and bless her heart, bless her heart, she's getting her back. They briefed the influencers about the United States' strategic goals in the region and answered questions on distributing aid to Ukrainians, working with NATO, and how the United States would react to a Russian use of nuclear weapons. Um, so basically, it's just like you want to. I mean, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not like animated to do like whataboutism and say, oh, but listen, if you think that the Russians and the Chinese and whomever else are the only people who do fucking propaganda, like think again, dude. Well, there's like, so many layers of funny. But there's so much shit like, to pick apart like, here. It's like, like we could do two episodes it about is it. Prob- it is like definitely like soft propaganda, but at the same time, it's being facilitated through TikTok, which like the U.S. government has been like accusing of being like a, 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 a vessel We're for Chinese censorship. For years, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's to what we were saying before is that like it is just like it's all interconnected and like it's everything is, I think this, we should have said this at the front too is that like uh, I personally have like really struggled with the Ukraine thing. I think Joe has too that like it's really, really fucking hard to know what's true in any of this shit, like more than anything because like uh, there is like so much internet information and so much of it's hard to verify and so this is like a type of thing where it's just more into the into the feed and i think that like you know with the the tiktok thing is 
there's a bigger like like take the concept of like like why fucking like uh Zelensky, right? Like Zelensky has become like the new uh Jesus Christ or like yeah, maybe closer 100%. like or or closer like maybe the new Anthony Fauci. That was like the way I was thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. He's become he this the, like this the like foreign Fauci saint. And like but 100%. I think that like there's a lot of the same reason that like the TikTok influencing thing works is the same reason that like that's working with him. He just happens to be a really good um He's, I mean, he's, he, he has was, a natural talent at like he's literally, fixing that. He's literally an actor. No, exactly. Yeah, it's no, it's it's, it's the best time to be an yeah to be an actor who's been elected to state. It's kind of um, crazy. Yeah. Do you have any thought? Do you want to riff on that? It, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible. I mean, I think like yeah, there is an a certain a certain reservoir of pathos that is like going to always be there. Like you know, Ukraine for like however you want to dive into the specifics, like. However much you want to say Zelensky is like the pro-Western guy who sort of got inserted into the presidency after um, basically their old their old president of Ukraine. Uh, I think uh, uh, Poroshenko or, or I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm showing my ass here, but the fact is that. There were the Maidan revolution in 2014, which was like a pro, a pro Europe, um, pro Western, um, you know, uprising, if, if you will, that, you know, in, in engendered a, a massive amount of conflict because there was like a, there's a major split within Ukraine about whether they want to be more in the Russian orbit or more in the European orbit. Um, and that's not like a, a simply resolved question, but. Zelensky got in and he's clearly like the guy of the West to whether whether by accident or on purpose. Um and he's been like a, a very you know like a, a, an inspiring leader in this absolutely trying time of of of, of national invasion and, and catastrophe and he ha he's very photogenic and he's like absolutely made his his I mean here's the thing. It's insane the degree to which Ukraine, like pro-Ukraine stuff. Not to say that Ukraine is not justified at all in like in resisting this invasion, but like every single national news outlet has just become like Ukrainian media. Like Ukraine is the golden child of, in a way that like how many countries that the United States is ostensibly allied with are invaded or subjected to violence. Um, in a given in a given year, I mean, Ukraine is literally like they have the fucking golden ticket too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think that the just the scale of the nature is like kind of it and makes that it Russia different. Is, like, is, a, yeah. is, a, is a known bogey. Yeah, of the U.S. I mean, it's like a it's like the thing that people have feared, you know, forever, right? It's like the Russia invades some place. I think that's a huge portion of it. But I, I agree though that's like I like I guarantee you, like before this had happened if you asked a random person in the united states what they thought about ukraine including like, myself they, yeah. well if they had an opinion they probably would have said that corrupt like country and any yeah Europe, where, right? where hunter biden like, literally was just siphoning money out of right us, like, a, like with a no work job it's funny how it has been it the fake gas station for like rich like fail kids of politicians to just like make money um and that's the one thing where the republicans aren't wrong that like the Biden family is corrupt because they just like sent their kid in there to make a bunch of money on a gas, like 
uh, you know, making sitting on the board of a gas company, making fifty k a month. Turns and out the I was smoking crack the whole yeah, fucking. Yeah, turns time. out the com- the laptop thing kind of checked out too, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, I know. I'm like, I not, tune not all that shit to go out. Go down that rabbit hole at all because it's not worth. <laughs> there's no. I know, there's no but ba- it's also no like, fruit on the other side. It's a shame that the Republicans are literally right about half the shit that they go to fucking bat for. Well, if everything um, is be- just like bullshit, you know, that some someone's gonna sniff the right. Sniff the right asshole, right, yeah. yeah. But, and indeed they did. But no, I, I, but I think though, I mean, like. Yeah, I, you're not gonna hear me like. Def- it's I think that there, this is not like a. Uh, I think that like we've talked about it a lot, but like it's a given at this point that like the especially like the, uh, the cable news folks and like the the top of like the most established publications in the U.S. Like when there's an opportunity to like, uh, over militarize a situation or over like turn someone into a hero they're gonna do it and i think this is there's, this is no different from any of that he's getting the fucking it, obama but treatment but i think he's getting but i think though at the same time it's like uh it, we also just as i would definitely as like americans but i would imagine as like just like humans that like stories like if someone is being the person being invaded i feel like there's like usually you you uh you tend to like give them uh you know, rightly or wrongly, some undue credence just by the fact that they're they were the aggressed force. You know what I mean? Um, there's something about like going into another country that's like it's yeah, hard to it's that's harder the to defend original that. crime. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> like that is the the war crime to end all war. like all all war crimes. You want to talk about rape or murder and bucha and like all of these like civilian slaughters like it all stems from the original crime of invasion exactly yeah, and like dude. russia is at fault but in doing that who chooses to start it yeah, i mean 100% the, yeah. and like i'm not excusing that in the slightest like in being critical of like the the sort of wholesale fucking uh, flag waving around ukraine which is like a weird country that the united states has a bizarre relationship with insofar as like corruption goes and, like, sending off, like, fucking children of politicians to siphon money out of that country. Um, and, like, the Nazi thing been deeply, is, like, deeply corrupt, is, like, also, it, like, not, not true. I think that's the thing that... Oh, it's not even slightly is, not true. It's massively like, true. I, it's, like, it's just... If, I think that... They have like, a very influential Nazi paramilitary yeah. political strain. Or at but, least they did until... But it's, like, but it's, like, that's the problem with, like, any of the stuff with Features Out is because it's, like you're measuring it on such a huge scale that it's like it's it's like it now because like the russian military will base like their reasoning like y'all have all heard them say it's like this a denazifying yeah they're denazifying that Ukraine. is like on its merits bullshit but it's still yeah. actually pulling from like there it's not that you can't just because that's bullshit there are you can't a lot of nazis and like influential like, nazis in like the in in the sort of military political hierarchy and structure of of the ukrainian government and and armed forces the over like 90 percent of ukrainians obviously are not nazis and are in no way like he's jewish he's a literal jewish comedian yada yada but i do think it is literally true that the ukrainian government and ukraine as as a as a state has 
is beholden to these like far right nationalist Nazi or Nazi adjacent and if you entities said that, an that hour before the invasion happened that everyone would be controversial. Would agree, yeah. yeah, that's the, that's n- the yes. thing. like you know what I mean it's like But now literally people like it's been funny to see people s- talking about Azov battalion the, the the Nazi you know volunt the Nazi regiment and then it's just they go into no- Azov battalion the far right regiment and now it's just like Azov battalion who is like fighting uh fighting back russian forces it's just like it's just fucking weird and like no, there's no points to be made there's no fucking you don't score any points by like pointing out the really gross i mean the united states government literally had azov as a a group that was blacklisted and could not receive u.s government support well how often does that happen and though? that's like, been like, rescinded these types of like you know not like pseudo proxy wars how often do we just like change the way that we view a certain group based off of how convenient it is i mean i yeah i i I am struck by just like especially with like on the internet and stuff it's like it's like in order to like i think that there's a lot of rightly or or wrongly there's a lot of like worry that like by uh not overcorrecting for something that like you risk having this like sort of amplification of shit that happens really fast right like that that like there is a huge fear like on my Twitter feed and shit, there's like so many natsec people who are like worried that like if you like reshare something, then like all of a sudden that's going to be bigger than the actual story it is, and so it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, feeding Russian propaganda or whatever it is. And I think that like those people those are, are worried things... about covering their asses. Man. Yeah, and then like I understand that because it's like easy to come around and be like, oh, you're a fucking Russian stooge or whatever. But it's just like. I don't know. I think it's I really feel for the people who have been like covering this sh- type of shit for a long time and who have been had like Russia and Ukraine and Ukraine's weird relationship with the United States been uh, a beat for a while. And now it's just like if you're not like a raw, raw fucking blue and gold in your avi type person, like you're fucked. Like it's it's really it really sucks, honestly. I mean, it and it's been weird the degree to which pro-ukrainian shit has just become absolutely hegemonic like i don't know like they just deserve implicit support well i i mean it's weird i think that's true but there's i mean i think that there's also like there is a pretty strong anti to that at least in the sense that like there's i think there's like more so than definitely i would say more so than the iraq war right like there's a lot of people who are just like saying fuck anything that like these people say that who are like on the news or who are like pro the government just on the face of it whether or not like maybe they might be doing it for the right they might actually be right in their conclusion but they're doing it just to say fuck you and or even like tucker carlson like a lot like they're you know there is there is there is it there is like I don't think that I I would just say that there's like it's not as like uniform as it has well, in no, previous. Well, no, it falls along previous, these like, fault lines. Type of things. Do you want to before we like go too deep into this? Yeah. Want to talk about one of the other things that's yeah. like, really right up our alley insofar as this war is concerned, um, and that's really dark, but I think we have to talk about, um, which is you know I mean, we've talked about Clearview AI and facial recognition. Do you want to say briefly, like, how has that been, um, how has that, how has Clearview AI in particular been selling their services 
to the Ukrainian the Ukrainian government and yeah, forces. It's pretty dark, man. It I is mean dark, this is this was the, the the first reporting on this was like a month ago, but basically Clearview, who like all of you guys have heard about, they like auction a lot of their their facial recognition tech mostly to police forces in the United States. They reached out to uh I think it was like the vice president of Ukraine and said like in less wor- more words, how can we be a, of help? And That's what they say, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, what they've ended up doing is uh, the Russian military, or sp- specifically, it's called like the IT Army, which is like it's a volunteer group that works with the Russian military or the Ukrainian military. I'm sorry, they've been using Clearview's uh, product to go and scan the faces of dead Russian soldiers. And then with those scans, they can find their social media account. Um, and once they've identified them, they then will reach out to their like next of kin in Russia um, and like tell them they're there and give them an opportunity to come and collect like their deceased remains. Well, you could say um, that or there's also been in the more recent reporting is that the Ukraine has been using it. This was in the Washington Post as of relatively recently. That they've basically been using it as a form of psychological warfare, which is n- rather well, it's tied to that, though, right? I mean, it's like it's yeah, that, but it's none that, of this is of... necessarily saying like, oh, hey, um, come collect the, your 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 child's corpse. It's much more. It's much more in the vein of, hey, is this your fucking dead child? And people are, and there, there's a Washington Post story that was recently out about this. People, children or mothers rather, family members saying, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. And then they show them photos of like their documents that they've pilfered from their corpse. And then they say like, why are you sending this to me? And then the the Ukrainian response is something like, well, you know, I didn't ask your fucking kid to come invade my country. So I. He got killed, and this is what happened. Well, both are true. Right? It's all I mean, true. Both it's all are true, true is but it's really fucked up yeah. and sad. But the thing is, uh, it does seem like um, Clearview AI is being basically sold to the Ukrainian government um, as like a contract weapon of sorts, as like a psychological weapon. Um, and it's been used to identify like hundreds of dead uh, Russian servicemen and then like taunt their relatives well it's also i mean it's a, that's, a, a sci- that's it's a psyop it's bad it's bad and that's like bad. okay i guess if you want to like you know you can make the case i think you can make a strong case like you know ukraine is being invaded they should do what they have to do but they are definitely using this fucking grim technology yeah in i mean the it's a, possible it's a sci- even if even if even if it is for like because there's a lot of accounting that uh whether it's just because of the sheer casualty numbers or it's because of they don't give a fuck like the russians have not been doing a good job of like actually collecting the remains of the dead and so it's like there is a case to be made that like you know they are using it for this purpose but like you said regardless of the reasoning it is still has the effect of a you know that psychological effect it's also worth noting that like this is you know, it's not as gruesome, but it's just as bad as that they're using Clearview at checkpoints, right? And they're using Clearview for refugees who are trying to leave the uh trying to leave Ukraine. Um so, you know, the Ukrainian military will say that there's a huge problem with like um saboteurs is what they say. And so they're using Clearview to uh scan civilians um who are trying to leave the country 
um, you know, to verify who they are, which is, uh, you know, it it's it's pretty bad itself I think too. The upshot right? is just that like this whole fucking conflict. It's an American company too, right? Has it's a, it's yes, a, it's an American yes, startup and that's company. The like, thing is, it's like the whole conflict has just been like an absolute orgy of American fucking interests and weapons companies and intelligence companies who are just cashing the and fuck dudes. in, like fucking. Like dudes who want to go fight too, right? Like well, those guys whole, do, but like they're <laughs> suckers. Like if you were sending yourself to Ukraine to go fight, like I mean, like I guess there's something noble in like defending this country, uh, with your fucking life and blood. But like you're you're a rube. Like in in the large grand scheme of things, you don't think it's like Spanish Civil War? All it's over not again? <laughs> because Ukraine, as we've mentioned, is like a a country that is deeply penetrated by violent right-wing forces and like is is it is a government that is deeply compromised it's like the spanish civil war was a like a left-wing communist slash anarchist slash socialist forces that were all at play and like people went because they believed in that presumably if you were like a dude from kentucky who was a navy seal you're much more aligned with the right-wing dude than you are like the well yeah and like (laughs) i guess if you want to make the case that it is the spanish civil war for for nazis then like yeah (laughs) you can make that case punisher punisher dude punisher guys with punisher tabs yeah (laughs) well yeah i think honestly there's something to that and there probably are people who are like ideologically in favor of azov battalion hope that wasn't important um people who were like i i'm ideologically down with azov and yeah. like i'm a nazi more cynically i think there's probably just like i mean this is not i think there's, out, but there's probably a lot of dudes who just like don't know what to do and they've like yes. been fighting the military They're like, her, i want to have sure. something you know i, I think that's most fight. people yeah i mean there's a lot of people who are just like did a tour of duty in like their own country's military and then maybe they went to syria it's like hurt locker except that instead of you're in the grocery store there's like a sequel and like you get to go like fight (laughs) yeah except the difference is that like instead of fighting as like part of a coalition against these poor terrorists who have like you know technicals with machine guns in the back of toyota pickups and like maybe the odd drone you're fighting the russian military that has like airstrike capability and all the rest and you're getting vaporized from the sky and people are like fuck this um it's pretty horrible um but yeah i mean i don't think it's like yeah it doesn't quite hold water as 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 uh you know as the foreign legion or the international brigades but you know i completely understand i mean like if there's i think there's a lot of people who are just like disillusioned with life in our atomized society and want to fight in some tangible way for the side of good and i and i wish them all you know i hope i don't know if anyone dies in this horrible fucking conflict but uh it does seem way muddier than that you know what i mean yeah let me ask you a couple other things that i i think we uh, just remembering that we're in the ether uh that are kind of interesting we're talking about uh so this was happening early on, but I remember you were telling me about like um instances of like where people had to tell people online to like not post pictures of like uh you know bunkers and stuff like that in Ukraine because like they were essentially making their way on Twitter and Telegram and that like Russian operatives or like Russian military would be scanning these platforms and would would you know essentially just like use that there's like the metadata from these these uh 
these photos to like launch airstrikes, which I think is like, if you think about it, is is cr- kind of crazy because I, I think you know it's just like something that's like it it would obviously wouldn't have happened in World War Two, and it wouldn't have happened in even more modern wars where like they're not so uh, documented and on online. I don't, I don't know. I just remember you were talking about that. It seemed kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's like an absolute feature of this war, which is that like a if you're interested at all, like. There are hundreds of Telegram channels and even fucking wretched subreddits where you can go see, like, crystal clear HD video of this war happening that is, in a way, like, very 20th century war. It's, like, massive amounts of infantry and guys in tanks and guys in APCs and helicopters, like, flooding over a border and just, like, fighting, like, in in, in a very... uh, sort of a direct way compared to how you know if you're an american you're used to war being waged for the last two decades which is on this a playstation like, controller yeah, yeah exactly you have a guy in a fucking in an air in like an air-conditioned um uh you know shipping container with an xbox controller as you said who's just calling in airstrikes and blowing people up who never even saw it coming and here you actually have like two modern militaries actually fighting in like gruesome infantry combat it's horrible i mean and i think it's like um but it's very different from what like you've been sold as war if you're an american which is just that like you go and patrol and you have a base where you have like kfc and fucking (laughs) beer and like you can go bowling and shit and uh and you you might occasionally have to do a patrol and you might get blown up by an IED. It's just like, no, this is like a war that Russians and Ukrainians are, are waging that is like, you really like have, it's like infantry on the front line. It's what, what very you, fucking different. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, like, cra- it's horrible. I mean, what do you think of the case though that like, I feel like this, because imagine like in the hypothetical, like you're, you or me on Twitter or whatever, and like you see some crazy thing on on i guess it wouldn't be us but you see something on telegram uh some video footage and you post it and you're like you know you post it with your like ukrainian flag emoji or whatever and you're like go ukraine uh but then someone sees it and they end up airstriking that place and oh, yeah. kill like 100 people like you are like kind of you are culpable like you like in a way that i feel like some random person who had nothing to do, like had no affiliation with the well, war could never point. really be as culpable that's kind of wild like well, you're sort amazing. of responsible like, for you can get murder all like big brained about it but yeah because <laughs> it's funny i mean so i think something that we're both been obliquely referencing is in so march 13th there was a story in the telegraph about something that happened which was um uh there was a military facility called yavoriv which was 15 miles from the polish border which was serving as like the welcome center for all of the foreign volunteers that ukraine was soliciting and uh basically people were like posting like oh i'm here at the i'm here at the base like here we go like let's get ready to you know join the foreign legion um and basically so basically it's uh you know to read from this story in the telegraph um you know foreign volunteers came from all over the world uh and in what eventually what happened at this base is in what one survivor described as quote hell on earth a ukrainian base used for training foreign volunteers was pulverized by russian missiles on sunday morning killing at least 35 
and injuring more than 130. As many as 30 cruise missiles hit the International Peacekeeping and Security Center at Yavoriv in western Ukraine, which has hosted both U- NATO and UN peacekeeping troops in the past. Um, and then, so basically, like, hundreds of fucking people got absolutely vaporized in this missile attack. And there was a lot of speculation that it was a consequence of, like, all of these dudes showing up and posting. There was a big, there was, like, a highly, highly upvoted Reddit post of a guy saying, like, just made it, here we go, like, get ready, Russia. And then it was, like, the next day within a few hours that they got, they got fucking blown the fuck up. That's so dark. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like, this is, like, the first major, major war that's, like, the influencer war. And yet, it's like, you know, because that's important too. Like the sort, the whole, the propaganda element is not nothing. And yet, it's it's important to not get blown up because you're on your fucking phone. I yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think another thing too is like, I mean, this is we we've talked about this off mic, but there's something too about the fact that like, it's changing now because the war has gotten so expansive. But there is something about. The fact that, like, in a lot of the country, you know, things are kind of, like, still going on relatively as normal, right? Like, you can still do business, and you can still trade, and there's still, like, internet services working, and, like, to an extent, I guess that's, like, was always happening in other wars, just, like, not with the internet, but, like, uh, someone, (laughs) just to lighten it up, I guess, like, uh, one of my buddies was telling me that this video game that we both like uh follow called Stalker was made by yeah, Ukrainian is, developers. Is Stalker 2 still happening? It's scheduled to come out on time because <laughs> this is the fight wow. thing. So Stalker uh I am excited they, for Stalker they, uh, 2 GCSE this, game world. This game they uh they recently got uh, uh their ownership. I forget who that owns them, but they got bought out by uh by Microsoft. And uh the joke was that like this was after the the war happened, but like uh someone asked him like is like the war going to delay like your uh your release date and they said no and the joke was that like microsoft is scarier than like the <laughs> than yeah, the, than the, the russian, russian military, military. <laughs> honestly probably true but but i mean but it, it speaks to the point that it's like uh it is it's i mean this is not the same thing at all but i noticed that like like in the in the pandemic right like uh in the last like yesteryears when it first started, it was very surreal that, like, you could have, like, a once-in-a-century event, but because of, like, the way that so many businesses are, like, interconnected and shit on the internet, that, like, a lot of stuff just kind of ran uninterrupted for the most part. Um, And, like, that's kind of happening in some parts of Ukraine as well now, where it's, like, there is a lot of shit that's still, like, happening, even though, like, even a couple hours to the south, there might be, like, a, a horrendous you know, missile yeah. strike that kills I mean, people. I follow you know. this random, or until recently, I followed this random Instagram thought who was posting like bikini selfies from Dnipro, which is like uh, uh, I was just on like you know looking at some maps this morning just just to keep abreast, and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's like within 50 miles of like the front. Yeah, and she's just like, here's me in a in a bikini with my tattoos, and I'm like, you know. Life goes on. Well, well, we we both said, I mean, to a certain extent, that like, uh, not to be too crass, but like, listen, if you're uh on the internet, like, there are 
Ukrainian and Russian women are attractive and yeah. like because of they're like hot. the financial situation like uh they're let's just say they're really prominent on pornographic websites yeah there's right? a lot of no that's true <laughs> there's a lot of like ukrainian just just in general russian in particular slavic like just like porn stars and people are doing like sort of like diy porn stuff um which i think is like a whole new type of uh i mean because that's a bu- way you can make a bunch of money in these countries that are relatively poor and uh yeah, I, it is interesting to see the way that politics like uh, penetrates or does not, uh, no, you know, no pun intended, like these types of practices. Uh, listen, not to be crass, but it is true. Like, um, and like, I it'll be interesting to see, like, especially the degree to which people are in Russia, like sanctions have rendered it absolutely impossible to like live a normal life in russia i feel like at this point and you know if you want to get like intense and weird and like sad about it it's just like it is does sort of drive average people into like underground illicit economies or whatever because like you can't really like there were all types of companies in russia that are like they've just fired all of their employees and they're like we don't do business here anymore um what does that do to all these like young russian people who but probably not for the war in the first place. Who knows? I don't know. Um, it's probably not going to make them love the West. Um, maybe it'll make a resurgence in 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 uh, hub content um, that's like really high quality. But uh, if that's the case, then it's a sad, <laughs> it's a sad, uh, it's a sad uh, outcome. Yeah, um, I've seen there's a lot of. I mean, just like it's hard to like get quality information out of these places but like i've seen there's like evidence that like if anything as the sanctions have like dipped harder there's been a hardening of like uh, of a people hardening, you said? <laughs> it's been a stiffening <laughs> things have gotten really <sighs> stiff and really wet um no but people have like <laughs> i mean it seems it seems like like a lot of like the generic public in in russia at least from the the polling that we have has like has like has not I, I want to say hard has, has solidified around the 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 government's like like narrative of of how it works right whereas it wasn't as like clear cut before now that you're feeling like the pain and like you have like you have an actual scapegoat which is like this like you know this bully from the west who's making you poor uh then like people are like oh maybe they are nazis or whatever like fuck it i'm going to believe whatever you say because like, and i to like be the clear, shit like there are Ukraine does have a Nazi problem, so it's just like it's not nothing. Granted, invading the country with like a massive military invasion is only gonna make the problem worse, if anything, and make people who are on the fence or not engaged at all you vociferous Ukrainian nationalists because anyone who is invaded, especially if you're like a young kid or whatever, you're gonna want to defend your country against like foreign fucking invaders. So it's all stupid and wrong and s- bullshit. But, yeah, I mean, as the average Russian goes, like, you know, I think a lot of them are behind this war because they they understand all the bad shit that's happened to them and that will happen to them as, a consequ- as, as like, the victimization of the United States and the West. And they're not entirely wrong. Um, not entirely right either because a lot of this does lie in the fucking lap of vladimir putin and whatever but um yeah i mean it's 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 probably a pretty confusing time to be a a russian lad 
um, unless you're trying to start a, a tube account. I just ima- I mean I think that it's like and then we can we can we can close it up after in a little bit. But I think that like one, this is not necessarily features out, but it's just interesting that like they're. I think if you ask anyone that was like being honest until literally like hours before the invasion, there was like a huge question probably amongst like the mil- Russian military too. There's a huge question about like how much is like Ukraine actually like a thing? Like how much do people actually give a fuck really about like is it a country? And like it's interesting that like I think that like my takeaway at least is that like as someone who's like always been opposed to like literally every intervention the u.s has ever done whether or not you in a country are like actually have anything that closely aligned with someone the fact of being invaded i feel like makes you so like aligned you know what i mean like it makes you 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 become like a thing like you become a cohesive thing and i and i think that like whether it was intended or not i feel like maybe like just the sheer act of invading the country has made a country. You know what I mean? Like it's made like an identity. Which yeah, is kind I think of there's much to be. There's I think there's a lot to that. And like, and I think the thing that like to watch out for is the degree to which the United States and the West and tech companies and so on try to make this like terrible, tragic, fucked up conflict like a red letter day for their shareholders. And that's right. like what's been happening so far. Like, you know, to to recap, like. Clearview AI using fucking their facial recognition to um, do psyops on Russian families who who've lost lost soldiers lost family members in in this war, um, and and also you know using selling their and doing more traditional um, weapons contracting shit by selling their 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 technology to people who are like you know Ukrainian military working checkpoints. I would add um, just quickly with that too. I would add that like it, this has been the one of the biggest comeuppance for like Western tech companies in the last couple months because a lot of these like companies that we've like have said for episodes and episodes and episodes are like s- so toxic and bad. They've like ostensibly been doing the quote right thing in Ukraine that it's like made, put their public perception. Uh, up so high i see it because like i look at the stuff every day and it's like it really has it's it's hard to overstate like how much like uh you know them quote voicing support for ukraine has like allowed people to sort of stop paying attention to them which i think is not insignificant um but what's well, created a rallying cry it's like everyone can sort of forget their differences and just say you know we're we're going we're going fucking nuclear on russia and we're just going to pound them into the fucking earth economically or in whatever fashion we can. And yeah, I mean, there's so much to be said about it. Like the amount, what, what the, the consequences of pumping tons and tons and tons of small arms and, you know, fucking weapons that can shoot down planes into Ukraine. Like what's going to happen? Let's say the war ends next year or next month. It's been millions of dollars of weapons put into this country that's going to be war-torn and destroyed for for a long time like what happens to that it's going to find its way back to western europe it's going to find its way everywhere like you know this is like a the thing that's going to be going on for a long time and like especially when you want to talk about yeah giving weapons like those things don't stay put man 
they get sold and even if <laughs> or they find their way elsewhere um i don't know the whole thing's a whole it's way over our pay grade frankly but i think it'll be interesting to keep talking about it to the extent that it it overlaps with our remit yeah um i mean we didn't even mention how essentially just the the realities of the war have have reneged all of the government u.s government's climate change oh agenda. god like yeah. it's i mean it is it's for it's worthy of a whole nother time but yeah it there's kind an of infinite insane. angle like, to do on it man. um they just announced like two days ago that they're going to resume all drilling just in like all in, in in protected lands yeah, and pretty, all, so pretty, on pretty to, fucking horrible yeah to like, bolster western europe so they don't have to rely on russian gas i mean yeah god god fucking help us man insofar as climate change is concerned already but now all the more so um gone it's gone a little further away um uh, well for now with that that hopeful note, yeah, that hopeful <laughs> note let's let's call it and let's come back to a lot of the stuff because we've we've left a big juicy uh you know uh amount of of insight behind and i think we can continue to talk about a lot of it while while just like keeping abreast with what's going on and other stuff we can you know? um before just to like maybe cool down from all this and give our plugs too uh you have anything coming up going on jonah you got anything you're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks or something uh personally um yeah personally i'm gonna go see i'm gonna go see the northman in theaters uh with the scars guard and uh anya taylor joy it's gonna be good um oh it's gonna be sick it's the, <laughs> it's the most recent robert eggers joint he's the guy who did the witch Oh and, no shit! And, okay, and uh, the lighthouse. I, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the lighthouse? I didn't see the light. Really good as well. Um, it's like you should watch the. I'll, I'll show you the trailer for this after we log off. It's gonna be it's sick. Maybe we can go see it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go see that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. As far as the pod goes, like, there's nothing I need to plug for myself, but there's a lot of interesting stuff happening, man. I mean, I'm gonna go see my buddies. Um, shout out Kais. Um, I'm going to go see his amazing, uh, HP Lovecraft documentary, tracing the life of Lovecraft in, nice. in, in Rhode Island in the early 20th century. Lovecraft, um, the OG, uh, tentacle porn man. The OG yeah. tentacle porn hysterical <laughs> racist, um, who in his later life was like, I'm sorry for being racist. Um, but yeah, big. That's like a cat. That's like a. That's like Tony Soprano saying, "I'm sorry," before he like you know uh, apologizes to God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but no, yeah. But <laughs> you know, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him because his <laughs> stories were really good and entertaining. I'm gonna go see my boy. Yeah, Caiz. I'm gonna go see his film in May at the at this film festival. Um, about just tons of sci-fi films being shown. So that'll be cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm always keeping my ear to the ground for some weird, freaky, fucked up tech shit to talk about on the podcast. What about you, Mac? What's going on? I mean, you just went on a cool, I mean, not to go like too far into, uh, <laughs> you know, talk show, uh, uh, um, uh, Howard Stern land, but, uh, you, you went on a, you went on a pretty cool trip recently, man. Like what's, what's good with that? Can you yeah. just give us a, a quick shout? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it was t- very, uh, un- uh unexpected i guess but basically like at my day job at gizmodo we uh got approached very last minute by the department of defense to go on like a trip with them from dc to california 
as they were sort of like ex- uh, going to universities and schools to basically pitch places on how to modernize like the you know the US military and like make them better at tech and like not just like old hacks <laughs> for the most part um and so like so yeah I, I basically went on like I went on like Air Force 2 I guess it was and like joined them um and just like was sort of a shadow for like 4 days uh in California here you were asking hard hard nut busting questions were you not yeah, I was uh yeah, asking hard busting questions, uh like uh how how many of how many of you guys are um uh uh cosplay nerds, which uh it turns out is not zero. <laughs> yeah, cosplaying as um, um people in the Jeffrey Epstein black black <laughs> But no, it was cool though. I mean it was uh we got we got some cool stories out of it. I wrote about basically uh this long story about like the troubles that the DOD has been having with like using making autonomous vehicles um a thing in there and uh, a couple other stories about like hypersonic missiles with Russia and shit so it was cool we I I went to like uh Lockheed Martin who is probably one of the companies that we were just talking about on the pod and <laughs> that's giving money uh giving weapons over to Ukraine so uh and got to go to their base and a bunch of like you know, first-hand reporting of, like, all these people. So it was, it was a, you know, a very important uh, experience. But, um, but that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, moving forward, I, not too much. I've, I'm basically just trying to get our intern uh, in fighting shape. Uh, she's a little bit crazy right now. Um, but I will say that um, if you guys have made it this far, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, but definitely... Uh, if you can give us a little shout on iTunes or on yeah, SoundCloud or anywhere rate, you do, like and subscribe. Yeah, for the love of God, <laughs> it's, it's, it uh, costs you nothing, but it means everything. And if you really like what we do, no, we don't. We we haven't gone that yet, far yet. Not yet. Just, uh, <laughs> We're not that type of podcast yet. Not quite um, yet. But not yet. You know, not just uh, you know, man to man. If you like it, uh. Tell someone you know about it. Uh, that's really the best thing. Or um, if you just want to give us a rating, that's cool too. Anything helps. Um, anything else, Jonah? I think we can leave it there safely. Right. Um, and hope to be back uh, sooner rather than later, eh? Yeah, for sure. All right. Amazing. Happy right. Passover. Happy Easter. And uh, happy Ramadan. Yeah, and hail Mashallah. Satan. All right. Till the next one. So long, Peace. Y'all.